Blog Talk Radio. kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. Are you ready to say yes to spirit? I am. And I am. <laughs> Say Yes to Spirit, hosted by Leslie and Tracy, and I would be the Tracy in that pair. And I would be the Leslie. How about that? So remember our voices so you can tell us apart. (laughs) Yeah, that's ours. (laughs) Say Yes to Spirit. Our primary goal is to encourage you to stay on your spiritual path. And every week we come together and talk for an hour about different themes, different topics and try to figure out how they're related to saying yes to spirit or how by saying yes to spirit we are able to apply that quality or that attribute in our lives more effectively. And today's theme is fun. Good day to laugh. Good Good day to laugh laugh about the funny stuff. And uh, making fun out of the not, not so, so funny, funny stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Which is why we're laughing right now. <laughs> it is live radio. Because there are just some things happening in life and the world that are beyond understanding. You just have to go with them sometime and have fun while you're doing it. It is an interesting idea that, you know, there are some things that are so confusing to me and so, you know, wrong in my opinion, right? I can judge them right, wrong, good, bad. Mm-hmm. That uh, if I'm not able to get out of that judgment, you know, kind of a medium place for me is just kind of laugh at my judgment, you know, laugh at myself for understanding that I'm not responding. You know? Laugh at yourself for thinking you are that important that you get that, to that decide. I get to decide what's right, what's wrong. This other person <laughs> is right yeah, that, or okay, wrong probably better, yeah, or stupid. It's important. Or, yeah, I'm laughing at myself. Yeah, that's right. I find that is gross over over uh, judgment or, or making somebody else wrong. Laughter is good. <laughs> well, yesterday um saw the watch for the third time, the DVD, The Shadow Effect with Debbie Ford, and a few luminaries like Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, you know, and a few scientists, but talking about, you know, how the shadow effect, the effect of the shadow in us, the things we repress, the things we deny, the things we're ashamed of, the things that we don't want anybody else to know about us because then they might not like us or they might not think we're as nice as we portray ourselves to be. Um, and it's really interesting in watching that. It's like, yeah, when you don't deal with that, it's sometimes hard to have fun because you're so busy hiding, mm, right. you know, hiding stuff and hiding behind an image of who you are or who you think other people want you to be. Right. 
that um, it's it's um, great today to kind of go away from that and this morning think more about oh well what's fun and how do I how do I align myself with spirit and have fun in life and um, so we're going to talk about that this morning but last week we were talking about self forgiveness. And, you know, the, the way to connect the dots back to that is much like you just said, if I'm staying in my shadow or in my um, lack of self-forgiveness, then it's very unlikely that I'm going to be joyful and be able to be spontaneous and be able to have fun in spirit because I am stuck in some belief that I have done something unforgivable. And um, I would like to report that uh, after the show, I had talked about the cat that I uh, was having some concerns with, and the cat uh, appeared alive, and, well, I think the cat was still in my mind dead last Monday. Yeah, she she was was still very dead, dead and it was all your (laughs) fault. I was not into self-forgiving, but um, a very curious thing occurred before I found out she was physically alive, is I did, based on some of the things we talked about here on the show, some of the things I had talked about with some different friends, I was able to sit on my porch and really experience self-forgiveness. And that was transforming. And, you know, I've had a lot of transformation things, had a lot of need for transformation in my life, but um, that moment was really special. So, you know, and again, it took action on my part. And it's so interesting to me. I I was um, reading something that I had written a while ago, and and I wrote that, you know, my life for me to get where I need to be takes action, and it's my choice whether that action takes effort or not. What are you scrunching up I'm scrunching my shoulders because (laughs) even though I know that it is true, that whatever I want to experience, Mm -hmm. especially but not only, well, whatever I am going to experience is a result of whatever action I take. Uh-huh. And so if I want to experience self-forgiveness, yes, I need to take action. Uh-huh. If I want to experience health and wholeness, I need to take action. It's that whole accountability, responsibility, right. I have to take action that has me going, ew. Ew. I know it, but it sometimes, sometimes just feels really hard. And I think that's the interesting point that I kind of, you know, the action sometimes does take a tremendous amount of effort, and, and other times it is effortless, and and it, and it is curious how that action is experienced different by me. But I um, really was able to, to reap the benefit of some of the action that I had taken around self-forgiveness, and then... Interestingly enough, the next day, the little kitty appeared and has been sleeping on my couch ever since and is healing quite nicely, and her little paw will never be the same, but that's okay. We can walk on three legs. So that was a nice update. So, you know, it's uh, that's an amazing it's a journey that we're all on together, saying yes to spirit every, every week. It is a fabulous update. I love it when that happens for us and for people who listen to the show and then tell us about their story, and it's just very, very powerful. What saying yes to spirit can do in your life. So um, let's take a quick little break, and then we'll come back and jump head first, dive head first into 
fun. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit. Say Yes to Fun. Say Yes to Fun with Leslie and Tracy. So, um, is that a devotion that you have up and ready? I have some devotions up and ready. Do you want to start with a devotion uh, for a change? Did did not find one specifically on fun, which Tracy always tells me you don't have to really specifically be exactly about. I always want one. It's all one mind. It's all the same Uh thing. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, this is an interesting thing uh, that brought joy and fun to mind. It um, doesn't have a name. I saw him laying upside down looking like he is smiling. One of my favorite kitties is my screensaver on my phone, and each time I look at it, it lightens my mood. When I glance at the picture, a smile comes to me inside and out. I had a sponsor in Al-Anon tell me to find a small rock, hold it in my hand, and think about all the wonderful things I had heard at 12-step meetings about wisdom shared and love expressed. She said to put all the wonderful energy into the little rock and put the rock in my pocket. When I felt angry or anxious, sad or scared, I was to reach in my pocket and touch the rock. Each time I touch the rock, just like each time I see my kitty's face, my mood shifts immediately for the better. I have a hunch God is all around me in screensavers, rocks, friends and emails, songs on the radio and the midnight sky. All I have to do is reach in my pocket to feel all the love the universe has to give. So that to me, you know, because really being like in a state of fun, when I was thinking about fun, it's like fun is really not a state, I didn't think. I thought I can have fun. I can go out and have fun. But can I be fun? Can I be in a state of fun? And, you know, then I thought maybe fun is really a state of joy or a state of well-being. And so this devotion reminded me that in a way my mood, my um, sense of well-being remains ever my choice. And there's little tricks that I can do to get myself back to a state of well-being, a state of being out of anxiety, out of fear. Yeah, I I like that. I like the idea that. And as you were reading reading that, I was thinking joy, fun, joy, fun. Are they the same uh, or are yeah. they different? And I think um, having fun or doing something that we consider fun mm-hmm. is one of the behaviors, one of the actions we yeah. take in order to experience joy or to be joy in the world, to feel joy. Um, and so, yeah, when we have fun, when we are feeling joy, a lot of times we're remembering or thinking about things that have been fun for us. Yes. So you know how um, there's that gratitude activity where you stop what you're doing and you list out and you just start saying out loud 
what is the things that you are grateful for. Right. So I just had an idea. Did you have a spontaneous idea? Yeah, it's a miracle. Fun, spontaneous? Uh, yeah, so uh, that's interesting, too. We have to talk about that. But doing the gratitude activity with joy, what bring? I mean, with fun. What, what's fun for you? What kinds of things in your life are fun for you? So um, if I just start thinking, and, and then it's going to be your time. Oh, okay, we're going to do it. There you yeah, go. we're going to do it in real time. I have to have something. Never oh, thought about this before, but actually we can do it at the same time. What is fun for you? And if you're listening, you do the same thing. Start what is writing fun it for down, you? Well, I'm just saying it, and just what comes to mind that you consider fun, because what you consider fun is True. not going to be the same thing that's fun for me. True. Okay, so um, what's fun for me? Roller skating. Oh, I want to reading. respond to yours. Or she reading? Oh, do you want me to just go or are we going to go back no, and forth? No, you just go. Okay, roller skating, reading, taking a walk through my fabulous neighborhood, um, laughing, watching a good movie, it's fun for me to make a great salad. Oh. It's fun for me to go to the movies, call my friends, talk to my cousin. It's fun for me to send surprise gifts to oh. my sister or some of my best friends who live in other cities and not tell them I'm sending them and then, you know, wait for the surprise. Oh. It's like it's not the gift. It's waiting for them to uh-huh. go to their mailbox and have a surprise for me. Um, it's fun for me to go shopping, even when I don't have money, just seeing what's uh, out there. I hate that. <laughs> like I said, what's fun for me is fun for you. Let me judge your just fun. Just to see what's out fun. there. In fact, it's more fun when I'm not looking for something specific. Oh, wow. And when I'm not going to spend money, just to, just to see what's new and what's Ooh. out there and what's hot and, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that I don't have to make any decisions about mm-hmm. about it. What else is fun? And I'm going to do two or three more, and then it's your turn. It's fun for me to get in my car and let the top oh. down and get on the highway and just drive, yeah, like, like in the late afternoon, early evening. Just, oh, that's so much fun. Okay. Okay, fun. Fun for me. About a minute. Was it about a minute? Fun is playing with my cats, playing with anyone's dog, since I don't have a dog, stopping and playing with people's dogs, eating outside on a sidewalk, especially now that the weather's turning cooler. That is great fun for me. Um, Planting anything in my garden, any kind of flowers, any kind of anything around gardening or flowers or arranging flowers. I love to arrange flowers. That's very fun for me. And um, uh, when I had a motorcycle, riding my motorcycle was fun. This is motorcycle weather. That's great fun. Um, Fun, 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 fun. Talking to people on the phone, having coffee with people outside, again, is one, one fun for me. Drinking red wine outside with people is fun, fun, fun for me. Um, uh, you know, interestingly enough, once I get to the morning meditation at CSL every morning, that's great fun. Getting there is not fun because I'm usually speeding and late and, you know, irritated. But once I'm there, it's a, it's really good, good, good fun. And um, just Sunday in general is fun for me. Going to church and, and being a part of the community is really a good, fun time. 
Um, fun, fun, fun. The state fair is fun for me. I went to the state fair with my mother last week. We go every year. I have been to the state fair for 48 years. How freaky is she's making a face like I'm like some sort of nerd or something? But I love the fair. Never miss the fair. My mother has been to the fair every year that it has been in existence. Wow. She's 86, and she's been like 72 years or something. And so is that almost a minute? You know, it's interesting. It's um, fun. What else is fun? Watching, I love movies, and I love um, SUV, Law and Order, SVU, that's it, SUV is a car. I love that show. So any, I really encourage you, I mean, we do that with gratitude, and that's a practice I do with gratitude all the time. I'll be driving and maybe I'm in a little bit of a bad mood, or it's, or I'm driving and someone cuts me off, and you know, you your natural reaction is to be irritated by it, yeah. and I'll be like, okay, gratitude, give me five, or gratitude, give me two. Oh, that's you. Know, and like the Marines. Yeah, and it's like switching to gratitude soothes all of that. But I've never done it with what's fun, and, it, and so that just came to me. It's like, oh, what like is that. fun? Because so often. I think when I'm thinking about people I know, I know people who they probably could do that spontaneously and and always do it because they're always having fun. Mm -hmm. And they really go after the fun in their lives. But I think most people I know, it's like fun is something you squeeze in (laughs) behind you know, it gets in line behind all the things <laughs> that you I get think through you everything. have to do first mm-hmm. before you can have fun. What's, you know, like, yeah. what's that about? You know, if, if life is saying yes to spirit and to seeing God show up throughout your day, then why is it that we put fun so far in the background as if, we have to do all these other things that aren't fun, and then that's a little reward. That's what I was thinking. We usually keep fun as a reward. We don't deserve it all the time. We have to earn it. That sucks. <laughs> and I don't think that's how it was supposed to be designed to be, but, yeah, I think that's how we have interpreted it over the years, isn't it? Yeah. I think when I when I was, you know, in in my late 30s and, and shifting into my own business, and, you know, that was a time when I said, how do I want my life? Let me design a life that is going to be fulfilling and fun and make a positive difference in the world. And so, you know, I do think before then I really, yeah, fun was like an extra, and it may or may not get squeezed in, but in the you know last 20 years, it's been much more a, no, I want to be able to say I'm happy. And a part of being happy is being, making a positive difference in the world, but having fun. And so I do have fun throughout the week, mm-hmm. throughout the day, but maybe not every day. But throughout the week, it's part of my lifestyle now, mm-hmm. doing things that I think are fun. That's what gives me the energy to do the stuff that needs to be done because I have made a commitment to a client or a friend or to being a good citizen in the world. Yeah, isn't that interesting that when you do the fun thing, it gives you energy to do the thing you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So if you try to do the thing you don't want to do before the fun thing, it's almost like you're just 
making it harder than it has to yeah, be. Yeah, I making it harder push, than it has push, to be. Yeah. Push, Yeah, it feels very forced mm-hmm. versus I'm deciding and now I'm taking action. I'm deciding I don't want to do it, and I'm forcing myself into something I really don't want to do. But, yeah, if I've had some fun, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, well, this isn't my favorite thing to do, but, hey, you know, I've got all this great energy. Let's just right. go do it and get it done, get it over with. I eat at this great little restaurant in the hood called Norma's Breakfast. They have T-shirts and signs that say, life short, eat the dessert first. Yeah. Heard that saying, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is, you know, kind of true. We put off, and that's a classic thing. You know, you read all sorts of stories about older people and what would you have done differently and, you know, all the quote-unquote regrets people have. And, you know, we never regret that we didn't get that assignment in on time. We regret that we didn't, you know, take that sailboat ride with our friend over on the lake. And so, you know, the the fun things or the, the community things or the things that bring us joy um, are usually the things that we look back and say, gosh, I wish I had done more of that. Exactly. And we're so achievement-oriented and goal-oriented and task-oriented. Right. You know, what if we did make our goal to have fun every day? Yeah. And still get work done. What a concept. Yeah, that they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, isn't that interesting? We don't think we can do both at the same time, both and. Yeah. So Marianne Radmacher, who um, wrote Lean Forward Into Your Life, um, a lot of people have seen the the Hmm. poem because it was framed and it sold just as the poem itself. And um, but for each stanza or each part of the poem, she actually has written a chapter about it, and so it's a book. Lean forward into your life. Begin each day as if it were on purpose. Mm. And in her chapter that's titled Play with Abandon, Uh she says this, Every once in a while, make no plans. Have the nerve to walk out the door and let possibilities introduce themselves. Wander. Imagine. Stare. Be surprised. Parades will find you. Travel in your armchair with a book, on a boat, in a car, in your thoughts, on a bike, or any vehicle that will take you from the walls of your own knowing to someplace other. Um, A bit of joy passes by because there was no one to go with. A party of one is sometimes the best time. Dance by yourself, anywhere there's room in your house. Oh, dancing should have been on my fun list. Oh, there is something invigorating, even a bit, even a bit of magic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just um, for me, there's a connection with that excerpt from the chapter "Play with Abandon" with the word you used a few minutes ago about doing that activity. It's like, oh, we're going to be spontaneous, and so often. We do connect being spontaneous with having fun. But when you first said that word, I was like, no. Mm-mm. It's like we have to plan to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep your little Asperger syndrome going on there for you. It's like I have to know what's happening. Well, I mean, no, and uh, which is funny because I really don't have a control. Mm-hmm. That's Part not my type. Right, um, right, that's right. not my dominant way of being in the world. Right. But it just hit me. Oh, I'm spontaneous about a lot of things, and I have fun about a lot of things. 
but consciously saying, let's spontaneously do it, my reaction is, no, not so much. I need to think about it. Plan. I need to think. Well, or I just I need to. Or no, I just need to think about it. And once I've reflected on it, yeah, that would be fun. Now let's do it. And it, and it doesn't have to be a detailed plan. Uh huh. And it doesn't have to be tomorrow. But that I didn't realize spontaneous was a trigger word for me. But then she starts that paragraph every uh-huh. once in a while. Make no plans. Just have the nerve to walk out the door and experience life. Make yes. it fun. Yes. Go play. Yes. Just go play like you did when you were a kid and your parents or your aunts or your adults around you said, "Not we didn't know, they were just like tired of hearing us and they wanted some quiet time and they'd be like, go outside and play. Yeah. You know, and, you, and I didn't think about, well, what am I supposed to do once I get outside? Well, what does it mean to play? It was uh-huh, like I'd walk right. out the door and look around and go, oh, let me walk over there and see what's happening with the roses. Or, oh, let me, oh, Sally's across the street. Right. Maybe I can go over there. Um, do you know? I didn't think about it. Yeah, you didn't wonder, what am I going to do when I get out there? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, go outside and play. Go to your room and play. Okay, well, on my way up the steps, <laughs> you know, up the staircase, I'm thinking about all the options in my little tiny bedroom, you know, read a book. That would be fun, you know, because it was fun for me to do that or, you know, play jack so I could practice so I could beat my cousin next weekend, <laughs> you know. Look at that cute little Tracy. Play. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Play is not something we uh, reference much as adults. And, you know, it's kind of like in relationships, people always talk about having a date night. And, yeah. And, and, and that sounds so silly because you're like, well, my goodness, we're married. Or, you know, well, what do we need a date night for? Well, we need to plan to put something spontaneous and fun into the relationship <laughs> so that we can have a better relationship, you know, because so we can have an always up. growing, always expanding, always interesting relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wonder if uh, if there, you know, is a time of life that kind of even the routine can be fun, if it can be spontaneous. I know I used to um, walk around one particular hospital that I worked at, and in the daily routine I was always sort of giddy and sort of high, and, and people would always say, why are you, you know, in such a good mood about doing quality assurance or doing the budget or doing all and I said, well, you know, it's always a choice, and, and I do believe that, and I think, you know, that comes and goes in my life now of understanding even the routine things, even the things that I have to get done, I can do them in a state of joy or in a state of having fun or, you know, um, being funny and loud and all those things that I think are fun and, you know, may not be as fun for other people around me, but I'm enjoying myself, really, and that's the key, right? <laughs> it is all about It's me. all about me, yeah. and we just could agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I do agree with that. I think that we, even in routine, we can do things to make the routine fun for us. So in my um, in my listing, what's fun for me? You know, a lot of that comes in the form of. physical tasks or physical events within themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I think especially when we say yes to spirit, that 
it the routine things that we need to do on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis that are part of our job or part of our lives, um, maintaining a household, that it could still be fun. Uh-huh. And I'm going to, my homework is going to be over this next week to think about and to be consciously aware of how I can make cleaning my house Fun. Oh yeah, that would change your world. It would change mine. I'm not there with my house. I'm not so there, and so I would be like, "Well, wait a minute," and uh-huh. and I'm not gonna actually, I'm not gonna commit to figuring out that and how would I make that fun for the whole house. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna think about that's gonna be my homework for this week. So I hope you remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what could I do? And then just choose. One or two things. So, you know, it's not the whole, maybe it'll be the kitchen or maybe it'll be, you know, the bathrooms or maybe it'll be vacuuming or dusting. It'll be, you know, something that I can actually choose and practice and uh, start somewhere. I like that. (laughs) And not try to commit to, you know, cleaning and maintaining a clean house every in every aspect, the homework. Because we only have one week here. <laughs> That's cute. I'm going to manage expectations here for others and for myself. But it's funny. That's when I, I was thinking what's something that feels like a chore yes. and something I don't really like to do and something I've given myself permission, you know, not to not be, to con- well, you have to do some of it, but right. not to be conscientious about because it feels like I'm forcing myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And but what if I shifted that? What if what if I figured out a way to Yeah. Be spiritually grounded, knowing that fun and joy are the truth of spirit. And I wanna say yes to that, even in or including in my responsibility for Having a house that is relatively clean. <laughs> I like that word relatively. Well, it's all relative. That's it, that's like, I'm not trying to have a Martha Stewart home. Yeah. You know, you said something that brought up a very interesting concept to me. You said um, fun and joy, natural state of spirit, I think, was something to that extent. And then I thought about all the term, times that I've heard people talk about, you know, this life I'm meant to suffer yeah. in order to get to the kingdom, in order to get to heaven. And that so many people believe the suffering of this world and the, you know, not having fun, even beyond not having fun, but actually suffering is the human experience or the human um, payback for the original sin and and. I believe there's a lot of people don't know if they're listening to this radio show, but you know that do kind of live in that state of affirming that their life just cannot be fun-filled and joyful because it's right, and that sense of feeling guilty if I'm having too much fun right. because um, I am supposed to suffer right. and have hardship in order to earn my way to heaven, mm-hmm. and um, I know even as a child being exposed to a similar message to that, not exactly that message, but a message more like that than not, Uh um, it never made sense to me in the context that God is love. 
you know, if God is love, then why would God be punishing me for something I haven't done or punishing me even if I've done something and then, you know, if I've done something that's not quote-unquote perfect from a human perspective, that's why Jesus died because the best you can be is a sinner. Right. And and that's that also is that message of you must suffer and you must do wrong and you must feel guilty mm-hmm. and bad about it mm-hmm. and in that way you are earning a later reward. Right. So I agree. I mean I think there are people for whom this whole conversation about saying yes to spirit is is saying yes to fun. Is saying yes to joy, actually, more so than fun, um, but to joy and to peace and to ever-expanding experience of life. Um, And so, yeah, I I can imagine there would be people who, based on their religious beliefs, might say, well, that's no good. If you're only only having fun Mm -hmm. or if you're having fun, you're not fighting your good fight. Right. And I wouldn't argue with them because if that's what they believe, that's what they believe. I don't believe that for me. Yeah, I would feel the need to argue. No, no, you don't argue. <laughs> I would feel, the, feel the need to try to, to convince pro- them. Prophesize my way of thinking. Right, 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 right. It's a choice. You can be joy filled. Is there a reason that you just um, made a cross there? I made a cross with my little things that I'm. Playing with on the channel. Yes, this is the good. One of the good things about radio <laughs> or teleconferences or conference calls is you can't see what the people are doing <laughs> on the other end of the line. And I have a just so that you can envision this, since I accidentally said out loud a reference to the cross that mm-hmm. Leslie just made. I have a three-hole punch, paper punch, and I was three-hole paper punching. A class, a seminar workbook, and there were some remnants of the three-hole punch, you know, like you buy donuts and then you go buy the, the donut holes. Well, Leslie is playing with the, the paper has the holes punched and these are the... Little holies. Right. <laughs> the holies. I'm playing with the, the holy holies. Anyway, and so there are a few of them that were on the desk and... She was moving them around, but while we were having that conversation about religious beliefs, she made them into a cross. Sign of a cross. I love the sign of a cross. It's interesting to me, too, because also the holies do very nicely to give me some lady D something to do while my mind goes. But um, in my meditation room at home, I have eight or nine crosses hanging and um, from the ceiling. And, you know, it's interesting because the cross to me doesn't symbolize, I don't know what it symbolizes to other people. I'll just say what it symbolizes to me. How about that? That's, that that's would be real good. growth for me. The cross just symbolizes to me just a sense of love and a sense of joy and a sense of absolute forgiveness and wholeness and um, well-being. And so when I see the cross, that's what I get or that's what I feel. So I was just soothing myself by making the sign of the cross. <laughs> Whatever works. And, you know, and the cross is different than the crucifixion. Oh, now that's interesting. For that's me, a, at least it is. Yeah. So there's no body hanging on my cross, so that makes it cross and on a crucifixion. Is that the difference? For me, they, they, they're different. there's a different message from the cross alone versus 
the cru- a crucifixion. Oh, okay. So what's your message for the cross? What does that have to do with fun? I don't know. Just <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, so the cross, does your cross not have anything to do with fun? <laughs> Actually, it does not, interestingly. Mm-hmm. So, it, well, it does have a lot to do with fun. It's like almost the opposite of fun. Oh, so um, some of some of our listeners may be familiar with a, a play that's often done around Easter time called The Challenge of the Cross. Oh, and mm-hmm. I grew up every during the Easter season every year of seeing The Challenge of the Cross portrayed, you know, with actors or with performers from the church every year. And um, beside all the messages throughout the year, you know, the, the one of the key messages that stay with me about the cross is that we all have our own cross to bear. And, it, uh, and our own cross will look different. But it's about the burden or the challenge or what you will face in your life that is a growth opportunity and an opportunity, interestingly enough, to say yes to spirit. Uh-huh. That, you you know, you don't get out of life without having trials and tribulations and carrying your cross, whether it's 12 inches high and encrusted with beads and jewels and gems or whether it's, you know, seven-foot-long wooden and rough and you have to lean over while you drag it with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. that our addictions, our, um, our failure to follow through on what we say we're going to do, our choice not to follow the Ten Commandments or whatever our guide things are, guidelines are within our religious practices, are all across that we bear and they have consequences. And so really it is kind of, I guess, related to fun, that life's not supposed to be fun, oh. that your growth and your um, and you will have, no matter that you'll have some joy, you will have a cross to bear, and it's your cross. And that, that was what you were saying. Yeah, and that's, for me, different than the crucifixion, which really is so directly related to Jesus died on the cross you know, to forgive um, all the sins of all the sinners, and that was a gift from God. And, you know, seeing Jesus with the nails in his hands and the, you know, and in his body connected to with blood dripping, I mean, it's a really a message, um, both a powerful message about the concept, uh-huh. about the concept yeah. of God loving humans enough to send a son to walk among them, even though the death or the outcome of that was death of the son, and Jesus, the personality (coughs) or the presence of the Christ consciousness of being able to withstand anything to be true to the message of God. And did Jesus have a message at all of fun? Jesus had a message of joy, but not. But for me, joy. for me, uh-huh. I don't know that I would say fun. Yeah. But joy, no matter what is going on, choosing. You know, so like I always say, I often say, choose joy. Right. At the end of a conversation or in at the end of email, choose joy. Choose joy, right? You know, and I think that was. I mean, that's the Christ consciousness, and that you know. 
you could be in battle, but you choose to, you choose peace, you choose joy. Choose fun. See, fun is an interesting word, isn't it? Because fun really kind of comes out and makes me think of action, like yeah, going you know, to the movies or you know going and doing something. But being living in a state of fun, I don't know that that necessarily ever came to my mind. Yeah, I think of it as doing, doing, and joy as being. being. So it might be the same energy. She's pondering. I'm thinking about. I know. That. I just thought I'd you know radio tell them <laughs> narrate. The and then I'm now going to make a square with my dotties while you ponder. <laughs> I'm going to change my cross from a cross to a square. <laughs> Yeah, I don't the know. I don't energy. think we always. I think this is a case of you know why we do this show the way we do. That mm-hmm. we take a topic and then we just kind of talk about it and see where right. it takes us. Not feeling like we have to have the definitive answer. And anybody who's listening in may have their opinion, and um, and it's as valid as ours. Exactly, <laughs> at, at, at least, least as valid as ours. Not right, more. Right, right. And they could comment on the wall or call, and because um, it, it is interesting to think about things in real time. Because a lot of times I think I know what I know, and mm-hmm. I just stop there. I don't ever really push because I have, you know, pondered my thoughts for a long part of my life, and in in that to me sometimes doesn't seem like fun. I just want to stop and say I know what I know, but it is kind of when I start pondering and start letting my mind open and expand, that is fun for me. I, I should add that. Learning new things, having people challenge my concepts, even if I don't uh, agree with them and think they're just crazy. But it is kind of fun <laughs> to think about all the different ways people think. Yes, that would be diversity. Does that be diversity? That's a good word for Tracy Brown and her Diversity Trends company. And you got something in that book to read about Fun? Um, no, not actually. <laughs> not actually. Not uh, actually. I have a, uh, thinking about joy, um, I have a meditation that I call pure joy. You want to take a break and I could read that? Or do you want me to just read it? Tracy, I want you to be responsible for making the decision. I see. <laughs> so let's take a 30-second uh, Break, stretch, and uh, then we'll come back and hear what you have to read. Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path. During the break, uh, Tracy said that in her book she's finding lots of things about joy, not so much about fun. And I thought we should write, uh, what is that, uh, the Idiot's Guide series? We should write the Idiot's Guide to Fun. 
Did you have an idiot's guide to having fun? I don't know, but you could write that if you'd like. <laughs> I like those books. I don't <laughs> think it would be fun for me to be associated with anything that started off the idiot's guide to anything. See, I just think that's kind of fun. I have no <laughs> self-identification with the idiot's guide to anything. It's all about me. So this meditation is called Pure Joy. Pure Joy. The morning air held the hint of fall. Morning meditation at church held a reunion of sorts of friends I had not seen in several days. Each song on a Christian XM radio station spoke directly to my soul. Everything delicious seemed to come together this morning, creating a vortex of pure joy that was undeniably God. The world melted away. There was no separation between my experience, others around me, cars, trees, grass, sky, concrete, sounds and smells. Everything became one in the perfect space of possibility. I have a hunch God is pure joy. I have been meditating at my church every morning for over 90 days now. Most days I am rushed to get there. Many days my mind wanders the whole 30 minutes. And usually I wish I could just stay in bed. But the routine, the ritual, has become my life. I believe that routine, that ritual, brings me pure joy. I love that. And I really think we're on to something here with the idea of trying to bring the concept of joy and fun together. Because I do think um, they kind of are a similar coin, just a different way of looking at well, I, it's kind of when we had the show on joy and we talked about joy versus happy and that happiness or, you know, are you happy often is a reaction to external yes. events, circumstances, or conversations where joy often, you know, more often than not is a state of being that's inner-directed it's not a reaction to anything outside. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, fun kind of makes that same connection that I can have fun. And if I'm having fun, that brings me joy, but it's not really the cause of my joy. Oh, I got it. The joy is the consistent river running, and the fun kind of comes and goes. And so the fun can, make me ha- can bring me joy. Meditation can bring me joy having a very difficult conversation with someone that I really need to have can bring me joy because we finally got through that. So for me, yeah, I like that image. Right. So joy is kind of a state of being, and and fun can contribute to that, but it's not an overlay of it. I got it. For me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. And so I don't have to, I don't have to be having fun to be in, to be, to feel joy or in to be in a state of joy. All right. I got it. I like that because I do think that's the idea is to always be in a state of joy. And certainly there are things in life that we do that are not fun, situations that happen. I stub my toe. That is not fun. But I can stay in a state of joy through my pain and stubbing my toe. And um, the concept of having fun and being fun and and bringing fun to a situation is, I think, kind of a concept of maybe sharing God in a way because I can bring fun 
to uh, a meeting or bring fun to a group that, you know, maybe we have to get through and write bylaws for a company or we have to go and do, you know, budget. I don't know why budget always brings a concept of not fun. I mean, if you bring donuts or you bring balloons or you bring, you know, little gag gifts to a meeting where you're going to do something not fun, it's almost like you can bring fun to something that is um, historically not fun. Exactly. And uh, I do think that is kind of bringing spirit. Because I do think, as you said, spirit's natural state is joy and fun. But we really get bogged down with believing that, you know, we have to earn it or deserve it or not not just get to have it for, for free. <laughs> uh, yeah, isn't it scary that we often live that way? Mm-hmm. Like, but we can, we can. We can. And the 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 uh, was it the Beatles song? Freedom is another word when you have nothing left to lose. I never heard of that. You never heard of that? No. It's a Beatles song. I think it's a it's a yeah. John Lennon song. Is that the Beatles? John Lennon the Beatles. Yeah, he was yeah. one of the Beatles. I think it was a John a Lennon song. Freedom is another word when you have nothing left to lose. And it's almost like you know having fun when you have nothing left. To, it's like Letting go of control, letting go of my need for control is another way that I can experience joy or have fun in a situation that brings normal fear. And so uh, that, that that tune came to mind. Freedom is another word for nothing. I'll have to look that up. I know, no, you got me pondering if I oh, yeah, got that right or wrong, got that right or wrong. Well, it's probably right. I don't profess to be uh, <laughs> an expert on the Beatles music. I have not known you not to know the trivia that I, you always know the trivia. You are my trivia checker. Well. And is that fun, Tracy? Do you feel burdened to be my trivia checker? I, smart one. I find that I do not define myself by the labels that other put on me. <laughs> and so you can put any kind of label you want on me. I can tell you my to be like, checker. Mm, well, you're in big trouble. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, it's interesting as, as groups, people, when you're in, when I find myself in a group setting, Sometimes I find that some people are just really committed to not having fun, even if the experience is supposed to be fun. Or in class, if we're doing an exercise that is, you know, could bring joy and, and, and laughter and happiness, and I look around the, the group and I see one or two people just really kind of being committed to not having fun. And, and uh, of course, I'm always gravitated to those people, and I want to, like, poke at them and tickle them. Talk to them and jab them until they start having fun. That doesn't always work out so well for me, but <laughs> or for them. <laughs> That's what it does. It's lovely, but yeah, sometimes it doesn't. That's really interesting, though, because even though our time is winding down, this idea of what's fun for you might not be fun for mm-hmm. me. I think we really have to be careful with that, and that you know our message is yes, say yes to spirit and do the things that allow you to walk fully as who you are as a unique person, and that includes you get to define what's fun for you. But how does that then play out if you're in a relationship or you have a friendship? I have a, I have a, a pretty good friendship 
with a friend who I'm really, as I'm having this conversation, thinking our definitions of what is fun are so very different. And because we've known each other for a long time, you know, there are uh, one or two places where there's some overlap. Mm -hmm. But in general, what we each consider fun is really very different. And how has that impacted our relationship. I mean, in some ways it's almost amazing that we've become as good friends, as good of friends as we have become because what she thinks is fun is really very much not fun for me. Isn't that fun? Yeah. But I can do certain things with her because I know she's enjoying it Ah. more than I am. I mean, I don't hate doing it. It's just it's not really fun. It's just kind of something to do. Um, but I'm doing it because of my commitment to the relationship. Oh, that's just, yeah. I don't think I'd ever go shopping with you. Just I don't think I'd ever invite you. <laughs> but that's a good example of what fun for one is not, and, and we should all allow each other to have our own fun. <laughs> that's a, that was uh, that's very uh, unfun of me to think that everybody should experience fun in a certain way, the way I do, right? Well, I mean, and, and your example, especially thinking about, um, because I lead a lot of seminars and a lot of workshops right. and do a lot of things that are pretty interactive to keep people engaged and active. And it is funny because if I'm a participant in somebody else's workshop and they, you know, want us to get together and do this activity or talk to each other and smuggle us, I hate it. <laughs> It's not fun for me. Oh, that's awesome. And so, yeah, it's like, but I do it when I'm the facilitator or leader because in general, people people love it or and, or I'm moving toward getting people to talk to each other about the topic and I know I need to do it in order to make that happen. But it's not fun for me. It's really fun for me to lead a group doing that, but not to actually do it. Interesting. Huh. And so I'd be the person sitting over on the side, rolling my eyes, going, do I really have to do this? And you'd be saying, she's just committed to not having fun. I think I'm sitting up next to you, trying to help you have fun. Trying to help you have fun. Let me out of this class. That will be fun. And away from this woman. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, so fun. 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 Saying yes to spirit and... Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about, and we have maybe two minutes to do so, is when we describe the session, we asked the question, does spiritual practice always have to be hard work and discipline? And so how can we have fun as we are being about the business of having a regular spiritual practice? And I love the comment you made about, you know, you lead the meditation at 7 a.m. every morning. You unlock the church so that that can happen. And on the way there, it's not fun at all. But once you get there, yeah. it's fun. Uh-huh. So I find that yeah. a really interesting balance. Yes. And I think, yeah, it is, it is always an interesting rub in a way. You know, what is effort, what is fun, what is action, all of that kind of thing. Is it, is it, is it work? Is it, you know, just life? You know, how do we frame how we think about things? has a lot to do with whether or not we perceive them as fun or perceive them as work or chore. And does the daily practice 
you know, is it can just having fun, like going out on having date night, can that be a daily, you know, can that be a spiritual practice? And I say, yes, you know, having, you know, part of being in community and going out and doing things with friends, you know, that can be certainly is a spiritual practice to me to stay in community, to to stay connected to people along the way. Lots of good stuff. And our time is just about up. So next, next week, week, what are we, we talking will about? be talking about choice. Oh, see, now that's good. To see, find choice, we can connect the dots. And then you have a choice, Tracy, about your uh, house this week that we'll check in and how you did. You've already forgotten. Oh, my homework? Yeah, your homework. Your eyes are already glazed over. Like, you, yeah, there you go. You're like, why did I say that out loud? <laughs> that will be your choice, whether you follow through and do that or not. You are always in a state of choice. Well, choice next week will be will be a great topic because since I was probably um, eight years old, my actual deep deep motto for my life is you always have a choice. Really, from mm-hmm. an early age. Yeah, yeah, from a near death experience I, that was always you always have a choice. And so next week will be really good. We might have to, we might have to do two or three shows on Joy. Tune into that. <laughs> you share all of that. Right? And uh, we are not doing Tuesday night meditation. It will come back at a different time maybe in a different place. But yes. God in my day always we'll, has. We'll still do a meditation at some point during the week and upload it to the, and it will be available in the archive. But we don't know what time that will be for the next two or three weeks. Um, but there will be a weekly meditation that you can. There's find. quite a few on there that you can archive, and you can go back. And also, God in my day, a lot of the YouTube videos are different meditations and different mantras, as well as some funny and fun things. To right, do. that so would be GodInMyDay.com. Come visit us there. And if uh, you want to have more fun that leads to joy, uh, starting tomorrow, in fact, as well as uh, two or three weeks from now the four-week Journey to Joy series. So for more information about that, go to ReclaimJoy.com. I like that, Reclaim Joy, because we've had it. We can reclaim it. I love that. Exactly. Whether it's been 24 minutes, 24 hours, or 24 days since you last experienced joy. That's right. You can reclaim it. So um, that's it for today, unless you have something else. No, have fun. Have fun. That's the Simon is have fun and somebody says you had to have fun, so it gives you permission. Have fun and say yes to spirit. Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.